The Holy Gospel according to St. Luke, the 18th chapter. Jesus also told this parable to some who trusted in themselves that they were righteous and treated others with contempt. Two men went up into the temple to pray, one a Pharisee and the other a tax collector. The Pharisee, standing by himself, prayed thus, God, I thank you that I am not like other men, extortioners, unjust, adulterers, or even like this tax collector. I fast twice a week, I give tithes of all that I get. But the tax collector, standing far off, would not even lift up his eyes to heaven, but beat his breast, saying, God, be merciful to me, a sinner. I tell you, this man went down to his house justified rather than the other. For everyone who exalts himself will be humbled, but the one who humbles himself will be exalted. Now they were bringing even infants to him that he might touch them. And when the disciples saw it, they rebuked them. But Jesus called them to him, saying, Let the children come to me, and do not hinder them, for to such belongs the kingdom of God. Truly I say to you, whoever does not receive the kingdom of God like a child shall not enter it. This is the gospel of the Lord. In the holy name of Jesus, amen. A few years ago, there was a German study on those who use Facebook. And out of the 600 participants, it was found out that one out of three left the website feeling worse off than when they started. The common reason for their struggles was that they compared themselves with others. Now, if we were going to use one of the two characters from Jesus' parable, to create a Facebook page, we, of course, would have to use the Pharisee. He has everything that's worth comparing. Admirable work, authenticity, a prominent place, he shares very purposefully, and he has strong associations with the best brands. In a world that compares, we try our best to give an image that is worth comparing rather than what is real. Now, comparing lives isn't a modern phenomenon. It was alive and well in Jesus' time. In today's Gospel reading, there is a lot of comparing going on. The obvious example being the Pharisee. But there is also a less obvious example. In verse 9, that's the first verse of the Gospel reading, Jesus tells the parable to some trusted in themselves, and treated others with contempt. The word some gives the impression that this parable is told to a number less than all, and hence applies to a number less than all. By using the word some, we might find it easily to mentally check out by comparing ourselves with the Pharisee, then finding ourselves not like him, that is self-righteous, and concluding that Jesus must be speaking this parable to someone else. But once we've compared ourselves with the Pharisee, we've already given into the temptation by seeing our worthiness in relationship to others. We've demonstrated how easy it is to compare 
that we haven't noticed that we did just what the Pharisee did. In a sense, when we've compared ourselves to the Pharisee, we've essentially prayed his prayer, but simply taken out tax collector and inserted Pharisee. Thank God I'm not like that Pharisee. Well, we might be right about that, in that we're not like the Pharisee. But by comparing ourselves with others means giving our attention to someone else besides God. By doing this, we've lost sight of the one who gives us life and meaning. The temptation to divert our attention away from God is also within the tax collector's prayer, but it is a very subtle, it's in a very subtle way that we easily miss it. Recognizing the self-righteousness of comparing ourselves over and against others, we often go to the other extreme by comparing ourselves as less than worthy than others. See, the tax collector's temptation in this parable is to believe that he always will be a sinner and nothing but a sinner. While the Pharisee was thankful that he wasn't like the tax collector, the tax collector could very well despair that he wasn't like the Pharisee or someone else. The temptation for both the Pharisee and the tax collector is to believe their own words rather than Jesus's. To put it in today's terms, it's to believe your own Facebook page or believe your own hype. Once the parable is over, we find out that there really isn't anything worth comparing when we see the Pharisee and tax collector standing before God. Standing before God, even with one sin, makes you a sinner. Both the Pharisee and the tax collector are sinners. One is a sinner because he is self-righteous, and the other is a sinner because he's a thief and a cheat. As sinners who are in need of a gracious God, it doesn't do anyone any good to point out what they've done or haven't done. At that point, all comparisons stop. We too confess that we are with the Pharisee and tax collector standing before God. Whether we're like the Pharisee or tax collector is inconsequential when we compare ourselves to God. That relationship is the most important one, the one with God. And as we are before God, then, it is time to listen to the words of Jesus. We, too, can go home justified today. That is, we can go home righteous, made righteous by God's word of forgiveness and mercy. Jesus' word sets us free from any sort of life that compares ourselves with each other so that our attention now can be fixed on the one that matters the most, upon God. Jesus tells this parable to highlight God's gracious mercy for anyone who would have it, not to help us to be like the Pharisee or like the tax collector. Set free from comparison, then, means to live life without self-justification, which is freedom itself. God is the one who justifies. He's the one who makes you right. 
His mercy, His love and compassion are the things that make you, you, you. As soon as you believe that you're made righteous by a good God, you never, for any reason, need to prove yourself any longer. Set free from a life of comparison, then, you can see others as God sees them, forgiven. As forgiven, then, we can actually now focus our lives on others as God does, being thankful for each one of them, being thankful that God died for them, and reminding them, each person that we meet, that they can go home justified as well. In the holy name of Jesus, Amen.